0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Nick Derp's Nest. I am your host, Chris Prisian. Uh, We have a very exciting episode for you today. My co-host on the Crab Game podcast, uh, Mr. Mark Torres, will be joining me later for an interview. We're uh, going to talk about some entrepreneurial things and uh, also going to do ourselves a little wrestling talk. So, uh, pretty good interview. I'm pretty excited to have him on. Um, before we get into that, though... Um, this week on Raw and SmackDown was the Superstar Shakeup. I just wanted to go over the some of the names I got, you know, traded per se to each show. Um, so EC3 officially has a home. You know, he was in NXT for a bit, so he's on Raw now. Uh, the Usos, they came over from SmackDown to Raw. Rey Mysterio came over. Um, Andrade, he came over with, uh, you know, his. I guess, manager is Lena Vega. Now, one addition that came up from NXT, which I was surprised it happened so fast, uh, considering they're still NXT Tag Team Champions, um, or the the War Raiders. Um, But now, they go as the name The Viking Experience, which has really throwing some people back you know Vince is always huge on changing people's names where it'd be shortening them like for example Mustafa Ali here recently he just goes by Ali uh, Andrade he goes uh, used to be Andrade St. Almas but you know he's just Andrade now so um, to go from war raiders to viking experience it's pretty uh pretty drastic I don't know if it's a fact that it had the name war in their name you know they're not trying to have that image of war on the Superstar's name, which I get. They always try to keep it family-friendly. Uh, but yeah, so they're on Raw now. Uh, the team of Alistair Black and Ricochet, they're officially on Raw now, so I guess they won't be jumping back and forth between Raw and SmackDown. Uh, the Miz, he came out, and he was actually the very first person mentioned coming to Raw, uh, opening the show, which ended up making him attack uh, Shane McMahon, which goes back to uh you know, the discussion i was having with tim daniel on the last episode if if that's the case they're giving miz a streak right now he'll him being the first person announced to come to raw um so maybe it's them giving him the ball with him losing that match at wrestlemania maybe this is it's his time to get back on track for universal championship i guess now that he's on raw Uh, The biggest one of the night was the last one announced on Raw. Uh, He joined Rollins and Reigns uh, in a tag match against Lashley, uh, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre. You know, the same three guys been going against the shield. Uh, But AJ Styles came in. Um, I was surprised by that move. You know, they are doing the whole SmackDown is the house that AJ Styles built. Um, but yeah, I guess it was time to move him to Raw, get him on the A show per se. Um, I'm excited about that because, you know, with The Miz going to Raw, obviously they can continue some of the stuff they've had together. But we're going to be able to see AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins here soon on a very regular basis. Uh, plus along the guys of Andrade, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, and Aleister Black being on that roster we're about to see a lot of great technical wrestling, a lot of great high flying a lot a lot of suspenseful matches are uh, on the horizon for Raw here soon and honestly they need it because as we've seen in the past you know, year so SmackDown's really been taking over as far as productivity in the ring uh, being on a much higher scale now as far as uh, Smackdown goes uh, Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker they're officially on Smackdown Mickey James moved over uh, Chad Gable moved over, um, and he went over there without Bobby Roode, so that's over. Maybe Jason Jordan will be coming back, and maybe they'll be starting uh, Angle soon on SmackDown. We'll see. Um, Liv Morgan, she's no longer um, with the Riot Squad, so she's over there still a little, which, you know, she'll be fine by herself, you know. She can do decent stuff in the ring, and she's. I think she's at the point now where she doesn't need a faction anymore. Uh, Cruiserweight champion, uh, former Cruiserweight champion, I apologize, Buddy Murphy, he announced that he will be coming to SmackDown. Uh, if you guys haven't watched any of his matches, whether it be NXT or him as a Cruiserweight champion, definitely check those out. Uh, as I mentioned to Tim last episode again, uh, the WrestleMania kickoff show between Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese for a Cruiserweight Championship, Didn't get a lot of um, crowd participation, per se, because the stadium is still rather uh, empty. But that was definitely a good match. i will check that out. Uh, Lars Sullivan is officially on SmackDown, which, you know, can do without him. I don't really care. Uh, Just on Lars Sullivan, though, I just want to give a shout-out to the Hardy Boys, who are, once again, tag team champions, the SmackDown tag team champions. Every time a big guy comes in, you you just see the Hardys. They just get put on beatdown patrol to like really give the new guy their their heat and make them look tough. I, mean, I don't know if you guys remember the debut of Brock Lesnar where he beat the absolute piss out of Spike Dudley. And was just powerbombing Jeff Hardy nonstop. Definitely check that out, the debut of Brock Lesnar, if you guys don't remember that. Um... Who else came over? So let's see here. Amber Moon, she came out. Uh, Bailey came out, so she's no longer a Sasha. She's on SmackDown. Uh, Paige came out during the whole time. Amber Moon, Bailey, the Iconics, and a couple other people in the ring, uh, including Becky Two Belts. They're on the ring. Uh, Paige came out and said that she's going to be uh, pretty much the voice of a new team. And then Sonya Deville and uh, Mandy Rose came out. And but Paiges like, "No, it's not you um she's gonna be the uh, I guess the manager and the mouthpiece for the team of Kyrie Zane and Oscar, which I think is great uh it's very smart on WWE behalf to get Kyrie Zane and Oscar together because they're gonna put on some fantastic matches as a team and also to have Paige as their manager slash mouthpiece because you know as we as we've seen Kyrie Oscar know his respect with English, you know it's hard for the audience to understand them. So, to have Paige, who's one of the most loved women superstars of all time, it's going to be awesome to have her manage them. Uh, Intercontinental champion Finn Balor came to SmackDown. Uh, It's pretty interesting because Samoa Joe, the United States champion, did not go to Raw. So, that's going to be exciting to see how they do that storyline. The fact that they have two mid card champions on one roster. Uh, Are they going to merge those titles? Are they going to get rid of them? Probably not, because they're really prestigious titles, speaking of all the Hall of Famers that have had them, but that's going to definitely be an interesting story. Um, So, Vince McMahon, he he had an announcement for the biggest superstar acquisition in SmackDown history, and he he called out Elias. So, Elias was the guy who came out, and then Elias was getting ready to perform, and next thing you know, Roman... Reigns comes out and Roman pretty much beats up Elias even gives Mr. McMahon himself a Superman punch thankfully Elias was there to catch him because I think Vince is done taking bumps from all of his surgeries he's had But uh, so Roman Reigns is officially on Smackdown which is huge um, I know they were talking about this a few years ago splitting up him and Rollins a couple years ago but now that they've finally, they finally done it so The two remaining SHIELD members, um, you know, as far as Dean could be coming, going, who knows? He has a match with them later tonight. I'll be releasing this on Sunday. Um, But yeah, Roman is now going to be the face of SmackDown, which he is the face of the show named after his cousin, The Rock. So that's, I just think that's something pretty cool. Finally see Roman and Seth split up. So we, we don't have to do the same. S.H.I.E.L.D., are we together, are we not together, storylines. That's finally, you know, some fresh air. I'm excited, the fact also that Drew McIntyre did not follow Roman Reigns to SmackDown. I'm glad that Drew McIntyre will have his separate story from him. Because as much as I love Roman, as much as I loved, you know, his story of him coming back from Akemi and everything... I would really hate to see Drew McIntyre be wasted this time because he is just fantastic right now. And again, I love Roman, but I could just see them putting Roman over Drew McIntyre. I mean, they did it at WrestleMania, so um, I think Drew needs his time to be the top heel without someone like Roman, per se, holding him down. It'd be great with Seth. Because him and Seth, uh, that is Drew McIntyre and Seth, could have some fantastic matches going for the Universal Championship. So I'm very excited for that now that, you know, as I said, Drew and Roman are out of the picture. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much going to be uh, it for the Superstar Shakeup. Not a lot of big things going on, really. I mean, except for, you know, AJ's now on Raw with The Miz. And Finn Balor and Roman Reigns are on SmackDown and again. Finn has an Intercontinental Championship. And U.S. champion Samoa Joe is still on uh, SmackDown as well. So it's going to be interesting what they do there. Um, but other than that, that's going to be the wrestling talk I'm going to do by myself. I'm going to have a lot more with Mark coming on. But before I get him on here, um, we're going to take a quick little ad break. So, you know, get that out of the way now. And then we will be back with Mark. So, without further ado, Mr. Mark Therese. Alright, my man Mark, thank you very much for coming on, man. What's going on? How we doing? I uh, you know, it's another day in paradise. Yeah. So, a um, couple big reasons why I want to get you on here. Uh, first off, you and I co-host the Crap Game Podcast. Available. Yes, sir everywhere that you can also hear this podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, so check that out, guys, Crap Game Podcast. Um, but also another reason why I want to get you on here, um, I really want to get um, entre- entrepreneurial-minded people on here, um, whether that be people who are small business owners, uh, people who have a product. Um, and the product can be anything from you're trying to get you know your photography world out there, your streaming world out there, Uh, podcasts. Uh, If you're someone else who is starting a podcast, I want to get you on here. You know, someone who has something that they want to actually get people out there and talk about.
1: Entrepreneurship is the new wave, man. uh, I think there's a big misconception about entrepreneurship and like there doesn't have to necessarily be a product, you know, but
0: I think I'm glad you said that because my first question actually for you is, so what does it mean to be an entrepreneur to you?
1: What it means is being my own boss. You know what I mean? Um, being an entrepreneur is building something more than just a job. Right. You know? Um, I touched on this in one of the podcasts. The term legacy is a big uh, word for me because, you know, when everything's said and done, I don't want to be remembered as the guy who dealt dice at a casino. You know what I mean? But I want to be remembered as a guy who provided for his family and did it the best he could. You know what I mean, and um, the biggest thing with me is that like I I never did very well under management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like people telling me what to do. I hate when Marie tells me what to do, <laughs> but I have no choice in that. Um, so I think entrepreneurship was the way for me to go. You know things like dictating my own hours, dictating when I work, how hard I work, and the biggest thing that people need to understand about entrepreneurship is that you need to be very strong to do it and I mean that mentally you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like a lot of people don't have that mentality that okay I'm gonna go out and grind it out today you know what I mean and and I think the term grind has been very loosely used Mm
0: -hmm.
1: especially as of late and even the word entrepreneur has been very loosely used as of late and um, I think that we need to better use that word better use the word grind and actually go out there and grind right like what does grind really mean Mm -hmm. you know and grind doesn't mean you know doing your research like you should be doing all the stuff from researching what you're doing to your market to your competition that stuff should be done don't get me wrong but that's not grinding Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think a lot of people take that and say oh i'm grinding i'm checking out the competition no you're just doing your homework that's what you should do but entrepreneurship it means everything to me because it's it's my livelihood it's my future and it's, it's gonna take my family where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Makes sense?
0: So as far as uh, entrepreneurial ways, uh, what, what are you doing with that, professionally speaking, right now?
1: So I'm a financial planner, okay. and basically what I do is I, tell, I teach people how money works. Um, I help them better plan for their future as far as retirement, getting out of debt, saving up for kids' college funds, stuff like that. Um, what happens is a lot of families know that it should be done they don't necessarily know how to get it done, mm-hmm. and that's where my education comes into play. And then there, are, the other side of the coin is that there are families that do do it, you know, plan their future out, but they haven't got the proper education on how money works. Okay. So if they're already doing all of the said above, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you how to use your money better. So but put you in a better retirement plan, put you in a better insurance plan, put you in a better college saving plans, stuff like that. Right. And um, a big part of what I do and why it would be considered being an entrepreneur is because I also have the ability to build my business, build, teach and educate other people how to do what I do to also make money. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? No,
0: Absolutely. So you develop a team underneath you.
1: Right. And and there's also a big misconception. When people hear developing a team, they hear... Oh, this guy's trying to scam me into doing what he do- into doing what he does, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily the case because everybody has to start from somewhere. Right. And if you don't have somebody teaching you, you know, whatever field it is that you decide to take, you're gonna be lost. Right. You know, and you you're gonna have no idea where to go. And that's basically what I do is that, not that I'm necessarily top of the food chain, quote unquote. Right. But I have a decent enough experience under my belt that you know. I can show you kind of the struggles that I went through and hopefully help you avoid those struggles. But even if you hit those struggles, I can show you how to kind of handle it. Because being an entrepreneur the first year or two, just like any business, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get a lot of no's, you're going to get a lot of rejection, you're going to get a lot of frustrations. And like I said, if you're not mentally tough enough for that, it's, it's going to wear you down and then you're just going to quit. And that's the last thing that I want to do is if I bring somebody under my wing is I don't want them to quit because I know that you're doing this for your family and I don't want you to quit on your family just like how I don't want to quit on mine. Mm-hmm. Does that right. make sense?
0: So, you know, being a financial planner, to me, that's, you know, speaking Arabic, I have no idea what's coming. I know it involves money, breaking it down. Um, but if you could, just like a, a typical day of you doing your work, uh not, not necessarily hours length but what, what is it that you do throughout the day that makes it different than
1: it's the same as any other business mm-hmm. you know you, you gotta go out there you gotta make your phone calls you gotta get your leads you gotta find people who need and, and I'm in a very unique field where everybody needs what I do because everybody makes money, right? Right. Everybody needs to know how to manage that money, right? Mm-hmm. But not everybody does that. Right. So guilty.
0: I'm, in, I'm, I'm guilty.
1: <laughs> so I'm in a very unique field where everybody kind of needs what I do. But I need to be able to generate enough interest or educate you enough where you understand that we need to dig deeper mm-hmm. besides the surface conversation that we had. Right. So basically what I do in the morning It'll be like phone calls. It'll be following up with people that I'm training or developing. Um, and then the biggest part where I make my money is going out onto the field, actually sitting down with families, um, sitting down with people, um, finding people who want to make more money. That, that's where I make my bread and butter. Right. So from the hours from 12 to whenever I'm done, those are money-making hours where I'm out on the field. Mm-hmm. So That's pretty much it um
0: yeah and i one thing i'm super happy about meeting you and becoming friends with you is uh you you've told me about you know your financial planning background a bit and it kind of clicked with aaron and i we uh we eat out only like one or two meals a week now mm -hmm. before i mean you know we were eating out almost every meal we're literally cooking every meal at home so like a, it's healthier because you know we're we're doing the keto diet, but, right. but B, like we were saving hundreds of dollars a week. Right. I I just we didn't we didn't realize how much we were spending until like oh my goodness.
1: See, that's the thing. When I sit down with families, they don't understand where their money is going. You know, when when you when you go to school, you never you're never taught how to manage your money. Right. Per se, like real life management of your money. And that's kind of what I do. One of the biggest things that I do is I put together a budget worksheet for my clients, and that's completely free. Why? Because it's one of the most important things. If you don't have a budget worksheet together, of how much money is coming in and how much money is going out and where it's going, you're gonna be lost. You have no idea what's going on. So the first thing I do with families when I sit down with them is put together a budget worksheet, and listen. These are the most important things that your money needs to go to, and your money's not going to it. Where is it going? Mm-hmm. And Nine times out of ten, and I'm 100% guilty of this, still am, is people like to spend it on eating out, going to the movies, TV, internet, games, stuff like that. I'm guilty of all of the the above. However, I still have a plan of how much money I'm allotted to spend on that stuff. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, when people say, I'm not making enough money, why aren't you making enough money? What exactly aren't you making enough money for? Right. You know, and if they can't answer that question, well, we need to sit down like yesterday and figure it out now, especially and it. And, and, and it's most important when we can sit down with somebody when they're younger. Have you ever heard of the phrase, if I knew then what I know now? Oh, right. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to avoid that. We're trying to get you to know that now. That way, 20 years down the road, you won't have to say that. You know what I mean? Like if your goal is to retire at 65, what are do you doing to retire at 65? You know, if your if your goal is to send your kids to college, OK, your kid is eight years old. How much have you got saved for that? Mm-hmm. Mind you, your kid's going to school in 10 years. So 10 years doesn't give you much. 18 years doesn't give you much. But 18 years is better than 10 years saving up. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's really a big thing of what I do is what are you spending your money on and what's most important to you? And what are your dreams for your family? Like what what is it that you want? Right. You know, like I don't want you to put money away On things that don't matter to you. You know, like, if retirement wasn't your thing, so be it. Right. I'm not going to tell you to put into a retirement. Although, I don't recommend you not doing that. Like, I will 100%. Even if you're not into retirement, I would say, you know, start setting up for retirement. But by all means, it's all up to you. Hmm. I can only relay the message. I can't do it for you.
0: Right. No, absolutely. And uh, (laughs) you will definitely have a new... uh, clients after this episode Uh, (laughs) so um professionally wise it's pretty uh pretty interesting you deal with a lot financial and just helping people out which is really awesome you know big part of helping people that's that's just huge um but as far as yourself what are you doing hobby wise what are you doing on the side right now other than obviously doing the crap game podcast with me
1: uh you know i like to kind of mix things up um it, it, it's it's funny because if you kind of look into the entrepreneur world they're all whatever it is that you want to do you have to 100 percent focus on it but at the end of the day you always have to find a balance otherwise you can't bear through life it's mm-hmm. either you're you're doing too many things of you know what you like to do and what's fun but it doesn't help you progress or you're you know doing too much of building your business but you hate life right you have to find that happy balance between both you know you can't work too much and you can't have too much fun you kind of got to do both so kind of what i do is i kind of live my life between i I have this thing called the five f's faith family fun finance and faith wait what i say faith (laughs) family fun finance and fitness so i've been lacking on the fitness part of things oh well, I mean yeah
0: you forgot it so I completely
1: forgot this past year has been terrible for my fitness but nonetheless those are the five things that I try and keep in mind at all times like if what am I doing right now is this does this help any of my pillars mm-hmm. you know what I mean so if I if I can stick to those pillars enough like balance it out between all five I think I'll have a happy medium of where I'm going so the hobbies that I have that keep me fo- that, that fall under the fun pillar of things i like to play video games um guilty of doing it too much um this podcast i, I love doing the podcast it's it's it, it's a new adventure mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it, it's it's branching off into a different world because like i'm not if, if you follow me at all i'm not big into social media i mean like i've i'm always on it but i don't post myself you right you're I mean? more
0: so there for like the sports updates who yeah. got traded who yeah like right
1: it, that's that's kind of what I like I like watching other people live their life when I have my downtime which is I, I I should probably cut down on that but um so i I like to keep things kind of evened out there mm-hmm. and and the podcast kind of keeps me alive because it's new and it's interesting for me and trying to keep it up to date is is always fun
0: right absolutely yeah I uh, we've We've done just a few episodes of Crap Games so far. I've done a few episodes of this, Neg Derp's Nest. Uh, and, and so far, I've just been having so much fun. Uh, mm-hmm. It's definitely a new adventure. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch you, us both.
1: You know what I applaud you for is that podcasting is a very crowded market. You know what I mean? And it doesn't stop you from doing it, which is very strong-headed of you. And, and, and that falls into, under the entrepreneurship category also is that no matter what you decide to do everything is crowded Mm -hmm. everything fitness finance um beauty Mm -hmm. like all of that stuff is a crowded market and it's hard to get your name out there but the only way that you can get your name out there period is by starting yeah and we had this conversation before we even started crab game podcast was we always talked about you know starting a podcast starting a podcast and then there's just there just came a day where you're like yeah, we're ordering these mics, we're doing this podcast, and you know, if it wasn't for you, we probably wouldn't have the Crap Game podcast, so kudos to you for that, but everybody needs to figure out what it is that they want, what they need in life, or what they want in life, and just go ahead and go for it, because if you don't do it, it's not going to happen anyway, so you might as well try and do it, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. At least you gave it a try, though, you know what I mean? And that scares people. Right. Right. You know going out there doing something that they're not familiar with like for us this podcast when I first started um, Being a financial planner that was all new to me and you know, you just got to be like listen, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna, you know, use my friends as a support system. My family as a support system And you know what if I fail I fail but the strongest people come out of failures. Oh, absolutely 100% of the time Absolutely, you will never find a winner that has never failed before right and if you've never failed in your life, you don't know that feeling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, whoever listens to this podcast, if you're if you're thinking about podcasting, YouTube, being an entrepreneur, going out there, like I don't know if you follow Gary V, Gary mm. Vaynerchuk, he, he's a big guy I follow, and the reason why I like him is because he's so real. He started off, um, garage selling. Like he'd go out there at a garage sale, buy things, you know, and then he'd turn around and flip it on Amazon and eBay. Mm, okay. and that's how he got started you know and, and it's little things like that that you know if, if you're not if you don't have the capital to do what it is that you want to do find something that'll get you to capital now mm-hmm. find something that you know you can hustle and grind for now that eventually you'll be able to afford to kind of do what you want to do right don't don't let money stop you because money's just paper it's just an object it's, it's it's nothing and there's no reason why money should ever stop you from living your best life ever right and I I want to preface that with saying, don't go in debt trying to live your best life ever either. If you don't have the money, you don't have the money. Mm-hmm. Go go out there and find it. Don't borrow it. Right. Because borrowing money will put you in so much more trouble than it needs to. So like, if you if you go out there and borrow now, you know, you'll have, you'll have fun now. But later down the road, you're gonna really regret life.
0: Oh yeah, uh, I've made a couple dumb dumb financial mistakes we all have got got hit with a couple idiot taxes my parents like to say that's uh, part of
1: it
0: and so i'm paying for it now but you know i'm glad i'm taking care of this now you know i'm not 30 yet getting taking care of this now before you know Aaron and i decide to start a family because that's going to be another financial huge decision right there right. whenever we decide that so right. we want to get out of the hole now and build a nice security blanket so
1: and there's no problem there's nothing wrong with being in quote-unquote in the hole there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that because everybody everybody goes through that everybody does that like especially coming out of college everybody goes through those same mistakes but you have to be smart enough and you have to be adult enough to understand that you're in a hole and you need to do something about it now which is what what you guys are doing and it's awesome Mm that's great most people don't they wait until that the time where they have to take care of it and by that time it's too late right so you will always want to avoid that
0: so speaking on the financial planning route um some of your video game uh hobbies uh other things you like to do on the side uh what are you what are some of your big goals uh whether it be you know a year from now 10 years from now uh, a a month from now what's what's in your future what you got going on
1: you know, I'm, I'm very excited about my future because I know that my future solely depends on me. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people would find that scary. I find that very invigorating and exciting because, you know, nobody is going to be able to tell me and dictate to me what my dreams are going to be. Nobody's going to tell me that I'm worth this much an hour. So my dreams are big. Mm-hmm. My dreams are huge. Like I'm not, I, I love the city. I love New York, but I can't live in New York. Mm-hmm. However, Marie does. So, happy wife, happy happy life, right? But she's not my wife yet, Marie. Um, but, you know, we want to at least live somewhere where we can see the New York City skyline or at least be in the city. Um, I want to be able to have kids. I, 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 by the time I have kids and they're grown enough to understand traveling the world, like, I want to be able to travel. Like, I want to, one of these days, I want to make a YouTube channel where we travel all ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. And we take everything good from everywhere we visit as a family, and you know, kind of share it with everybody else that's not really able to do so. Because part of what I want to do, part a big passion of mine, is being able to elevate others. Right. You know, to realize what their dreams are, what their what their dreams can be, and how money really isn't an object. Because there's millions of ways you can make money, mm-hmm. and there's no reason why money should ever stop you from doing the things you want to do. So. As far as for me and my future, like, I want to have want to have kids, I want to have a family, we want to live in, you know, New York or outskirts of New York, preferably for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we want to travel the world. Right. That's kind of what I want to do. And I want to retire my mom because Lord knows she's a hard worker and I just want to repay it back. Um, it's, it's all family oriented for me. I mean, like, I don't really see, no offense, but I don't really see the podcast really taking me anywhere Mm -hmm. per se Um, same thing with my streaming or YouTube right now like all that stuff is for fun right you know for me at least and um I I mean I'll continue to do that short term right for the fun of it keep me alive and moving and changing it up every now and then but long term it's family family family
0: I I I 100% respect that um I would agree with a lot of that obviously other than the fact that I'm 100% 100% in this podcast world and I get it I mean you are going different, completely different paths with that But you there's know. nothing
1: wrong with that I mean like podcasting can get your name out there and oh, it, yeah. some people it starts with podcasting or videos or whatever it is content creating is, is a really big market right now oh and, absolutely and for you to take advantage of that that's a big step mm-hmm. to even just start the podcast in general that's a big step and like I said before you gotta take that step before you can know whether or not this is gonna put you in the right direction or where you wanna go in general
0: Right, so I I know you you spoke on your, your five your five F's your pillars mm-hmm. uh, what, what, what what you know what you live by, um, but more so like what I want to dig into real quick if you don't mind what drives you like what what is that one thing or multiple things it doesn't have to just be one thing what is it that when you wake up your feet hit the ground and this is the thing that you know is sitting in your heart sitting in your head that makes you just want to go and make you want to go out and give it your damnness throughout the day
1: this is what we call our why Mm -hmm. in in, in our field is what's your why because if you don't you need a why that'll make you cry oh absolutely and if your why doesn't make you cry it's not going to push you hard enough to where you want to go or be right you know like monetary things like money will push you so far um items can push you so far like physical things can push you so far but you need a why that'll push you above and beyond and and for me it's for my why it's a hundred percent my current family and my future family like I want them to live life like you see on you know on the internet on tv like I want them to have that life and you know I want them to be able to turn back and be like Listen, my, my father worked so hard for this, mm-hmm. you know, and he he worked his ass off. He did whatever he could to, you know, give us the kind of lifestyle that we have. And I, I don't want money to ever be an object to anybody in my family ever. Like, I, I've said this multiple times already. Like, money is nothing. Mm-hmm. Money is just something that makes the world go around. Like, it literally shouldn't affect the way you live ever, mm-hmm. ever. And the only way to do that is for me to work and grind now so that 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, however long it takes, that my kids are set, their kids are set, and their kids are set. Like, I want I want generational kind of an impact. You know what I mean? Like, if I if I didn't impact my great-great-grandchildren, I didn't do enough. And I have that in my head every day. Like, if I wake up, what did I do today? Does it help? you know? And at the end of the day, I do the same thing. you got to self-reflect all the time because you don't have a boss. You know, you don't have a boss telling you you're doing things right, you're doing things wrong. You're your own boss. You have to self-reflect and tell yourself, okay, I did a great job today. Let's continue tomorrow. Or I did a poor job today. What can I fix to make things better? Turn the ship around. And Andy Frisella, I don't know if you follow him either, but mm-hmm. Andy Frisella is... Is, is a big reason of why I think the way I do because he, he instills a lot of these values in me you know he, he has this he has this saying called win the day mm-hmm. you know if, did you win today did you do three things like create a list of three things that you have to do every day to win that day and then create another list of three things at the beginning of the day that's kind of different from any other day You know what I mean? And if you can check off, let's start with three things. If you can check off these three things, you won the day. And count your days that you win. Okay, I won the last two days. I won the last week. I won the last two weeks, right? And keep going until you can win a year, a year straight. That's 365 days of you doing those three tasks that you told yourself you were going to do. And I promise you, if those three tasks are lined up with your goals and dreams and being an entrepreneur or doing whatever it is that you're doing, If those are lined up with that, and you win for the 365 days straight, there's no way you're not miles ahead of where you would have been if you never started. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's big. That's absolutely huge. Is that you need to know that that I win today. If I didn't win today, what am I changing?
0: Absolutely, man. And that's uh, you know. Farmland, that's fucking beautiful. My panties are wet over here. Uh, Marie, you better marry this son, bitch, or else I will. Um, damn. But, anyways, um, I love that, man. I love that, you know, you're very open about making sure your family is taken care of. And that's huge because, uh, you know, me, you know, family is super huge in me. So I, I just love that so much. So I appreciate you sharing that with me.
1: 100% always.
0: So, um, as you know, my show is, you know, fifty fifty to sixty percent wrestling as I try to keep it, you know. Mm-hmm. So let's get into some wrestling talk, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So um your earliest memory when you were growing up, what do you think your earliest memory ever that you can think of off the top of your head of wrestling was? It's always been the Rock. The Rock.
1: It's always been the Rock. Like when I got into wrestling, it's been like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mankind, Kane, Undertaker. Like that generation of like those guys in their prime. Um, the Dudley Boys. So you were huge on what they call the Attitude Era. Is that what it was? That's what it's called, the Attitude Era. Yeah, that that like that's kind of when I was from the ages of I want to say. Eight to twelve, right? So like ninety eight to two thousand two. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I kind of like got into that wrestling. Maybe even earlier than that. Maybe like even ninety six. I I mean I, I can't really remember what I did yesterday, let alone when I was six years old. But, right. Um, those time that time was kind of when I was really into wrestling. I remember I used to go into the library a lot and uh, use their computers and print out like all the wrestlers' bios, pictures, oh, and all oh, that stuff. Yeah. I'd waste all their paper. <laughs> I'd I, I'd have a binder full of, like, wrestler bios and shit, and then my mom would get me, like, wrestler action figures and stuff like that, so that was definitely a good time, and, you know, when you showed me that, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll get into this, but when, when you showed me that Rock versus Hulk Hogan match, uh, what was it, WrestleMania 18, mm-hmm. 2001, I think 2002. It said, 2002. It gave me chills when the Rock came out to that theme song, like, it, it's been so long since I've heard the Rock's theme song like that mm-hmm. and I'm just like wow it's this is like nostalgic for me you know what I mean and, and, and it was really cool to see that and, and to really see the the young version of the Rock again mm-hmm. and man that guy got so big
0: oh so huge he's so big So so you would say I mean I asked you this earlier to you know which led to us watching Rock Hogan at 18 I asked you who your favorite wrestler was you said the rock and so that's why I wanted you to watch that match which you know you said you watched about your 12 and so it
1: might have been later than
0: that so you, you you missed that match because you never saw that one before um, but I get it. I mean as a kid my parents weren't ordering wrestlemania for me that shit mm-hmm. was expensive even back then
1: it's things aren't as available back then as it is now
0: oh absolutely not. Like, like,
1: those kinds of things were, like, really hard to see, I and mean, even if you did get to see it, especially a kid from the Bronx, you were, you wasn't able to see it for, like, another month, two months, or unless a friend of yours saw it, bought it, and recorded it.
0: Yeah, because back then, you, like, they had TiVo, but, like, you can't put TiVo on pay-per-view events. Like, you can't...
1: I believe that, 100%. Yeah. Because like, at, at the time, that made that would make the most money not to be able to do that right absolutely but um, that never stopped us from pirating let me stop before you know FBI comes knocking on your door
0: so <laughs> I used Napster I used LimeWire I used all that stuff back in the day I, I,
1: it's funny I, I saw a meme that said kids over the age of 15 or 18 or something like that will never understand this picture and it was like your computer oh that was in and our extra, conversation and, yeah and, like your computer dying oh yeah you'll never understand that struggle and it's it's funny like that was a struggle back then
0: oh it, it was huge so on the rock with him being your favorite what i mean obviously he's the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment the people's champ but what what about him uh drew you to him was it Um, was it his microphone skills? Was it the fact that, you know, you guys almost had the same skin complexion? (laughs) And, uh, what what was it about him that drew you in? You
1: know, thinking back now, initially, what drew me to him was that he was a very entertaining person to watch. And, he did a lot of things that kind of like, clicked for me. You know what I mean? Like, it it triggered happy or something that made me like him. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But, Thinking about it now and I'm just going to bring this back to the entrepreneurship phase of things because the rock is Amazing at branding himself. Oh my gosh. He's he's one of those guys like right now Kevin Hart is one of those guys that Mm -hmm. that are just amazing at Mm self-branding and Being an entrepreneur. That's 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 big right now is that if you want to get clients if you want people to follow you if you want people to see what you're doing It has to be about branding you have to brand yourself properly and accordingly. Like, even though I'm in a, the financial world, doesn't mean that I always have to be in a suit and tie and dress shoes at all times. Like, I'm not gonna relate to everybody that way. I can relate to some people, and 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 it's putting my best foot forward doing so. But I can't do it all the time. And for me to brand myself in different aspects and different areas is something that I, sh- any entrepreneur should do, no matter what field you're in. But Going back to The Rock, he did an amazing job at branding himself the people's champ, the most electrifying man in sports, his logo, just like his people's eyebrow, mm-hmm. um, the rock bottom, people's elbow or whatever it is. Like The those... fact that
0: they named a show Smackdown after his tagline was well, that
1: is that how that was named
0: yeah after The Rock
1: I'll I, see. i weigh the smack
0: down on your candy
1: ass see like those lines like those are the greatest things about The Rock was that he was able as a wrestler especially he was able to brand himself in that direction where everybody knew when you said something that was related to The Rock you knew exactly it was him Jabroni exactly yes oh my god my dad used to say Jabroni all the time and it would annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> that's like, one of
0: the things I love about uh, It's Always Sunny which you really got into that much yet but they say jabroni quite a bit now yeah and i love it
1: and and that's something that I, i'll give to wrestling in general they do a great job at branding and they they are not scared to kind of show the world what exactly wrestling is mm-hmm. and i think that's why it's caught a lot of you know a lot of fans past and present because wrestling wwe they're they're great at branding themselves period oh absolutely and, and they're great at branding their wrestlers. They're great at promoting promoting their wrestlers. They, they do a great job at all of that stuff. And whether you think wrestling is real or not, you just want to watch it because they tell a story. They do a good job at telling stories.
0: Absolutely. Um, and in, uh, before we get into the match, uh, when I, you know, we're just sitting there in the kitchen you know, uh, you're doing your editing on uh, your streaming media, getting stuff ready for the Crap Game podcast, or just having general conversation. Uh, I knew I wanted you to have a guest today. And that was why I had you bring over all your equipment, obviously. And so we work on the next Crap Game a little bit. Um, but what did you think when I asked you, hey, how do you feel about watching a match with me?
1: What did I think about that?
0: Yeah, well, like, what was your, what popped in your head when, when I was like, hey, let's watch a match together? Cause, cause you've been over a couple times when I've been watching the tail Do end. Do you want my honest opinion? 100%. <laughs> I, that's why I'm asking you, cause you don't watch it anymore. But you've been over a couple times, like, when I've had a tail end of a show on as you and your brother walked in.
1: So honestly, if you know our relationship at all, it, it was one of those here we go situations. <laughs> right, right. But I mean, everything. I knew I was coming into this podcast, and I and I knew your podcast was a lot based around wrestling. So I figured if I didn't want to look stupid on this podcast, <laughs> I'd have to watch that. Plus, I thought it was very smart of you to ask me who my favorite wrestler was, and it was genius of you to put on a, a, a match that had a lot behind it. Like this this match that you know we're gonna talk about. There's there's a lot of story behind it, and It's a lot, there's a lot of feel good, a lot of feel bad, and it puts you through a lot of emotions. And, you know, I don't get goosebumps for wrestling very often, but watching this match kind of gave it to me because I kind of remembered why I liked wrestling when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I can see why people like wrestling now.
0: So I was honestly scared. Um... When we started talking about the match before I put it on because, you know, I I did my typical thing where I started hyping it up like crazy before Mm -hmm. we even hit play. Mm -hmm. And right after I started doing that, like I'm like, did I just overhype this match for someone who hasn't watched (laughs) wrestling in almost 17 years? Like, Mm -hmm. did I just completely screw this possible moment up? Um, But what changed, and it's funny that you already brought up, was when I hit play on the match... And I showed you a clip beforehand of um, The Rock meeting the NWO, uh, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Ash, and Scott Hall for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, Hogan takes a picture with The Rock, and then as he turns away, he talks smack. And then The Rock goes through his whole, take that, shine it up, turn it sideways, and show it up your candy ass, including all three NWO members. So I wanted to like show you that interaction first. And then, uh, before the match started, we watched the promo video that was on the WrestleMania uh, uh, preview for the match which again they did a great job it's a lot better now with promos obviously because of technology but one thing that got me excited for the match was the nwo i mean you were more of a wwf fan than wcw obviously because of the superstars you mentioned but so the nwo entrance are really different but i saw the look on your face when the rock hit <laughs> like i saw it you could tell i was like alright hook line sinker he's gonna watch this match now
1: struck a chord yeah definitely struck a chord because that's that's I grew up liking wrestling really because of the rock and I don't know what it is exactly that really hook line and sinkered me to him but when i heard that theme song him coming out i'm just like jesus christ this is so awesome I, I, and like before we even started this podcast i'm like trying to set things up and I, i'm literally humming his theme song still i'm like <laughs> really am i doing this right now but you definitely did a good job there and and i think i think people should follow that format you know if people who aren't into wrestling and once was a part or like once was into wrestling you know take a step back see remember who your favorite wrestler was and watch a match of that oh yeah because you'll you'll realize why you know everything's fixed everything's staged like we'll get that out there right everything's scripted and storyline but you know you know how people are into like the Spanish people are into their novellas Telemundo and right or like
0: and the grandmas are into soap operas and
1: girls are into their what is that Real life television, real life TV, or some shit like that, but it's still scripted, like Jersey real life Shore, a housewife, uh, wa- mean, or oh, Jersey no, housewife, wa- yeah. shit like that. Yeah, like there's a reason why they like it, whether it's scripted or not. That it's it's entertaining, mm-hmm. and you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling feeling nostalgic because I, I you know I I'll say this, that nostalgic feeling is probably one of the better feelings ever.
0: Oh, absolutely! Like going back and like, you or, know. I'm not gonna say it. I was the biggest, you know, Hanson fan from mm-hmm. back in the day, um, but anytime you hear Mbop come on, mm-hmm. you get a certain feeling. Really? Yeah. Anytime "Summer Girls" by LFO comes on, mm-hmm. you get a certain feeling. Like yeah. it just throws back memories yeah. at a pool, throws back memories just hanging out, playing right. baseball in the afternoon. Like mm-hmm. it just takes you back, and that's one thing that I love watching previous WrestleManias about because not only does it remind you of how awesome of a match this was, but also what were we doing back then? Mm-hmm. Um, with this being 2002, as you saw in this, in the stands, there are a lot of patriotic signs, you know, mm-hmm. this was just right after nine 11, just right. a few, like half a year afterwards. So right. this is still fresh. So it took you back kind of almost, you felt what everyone was feeling in 2002. Still at the time. Um, but to get back into the match, you know, you, were, you, you obviously you got excited about the rocks intro. Um, how did you feel about, you know, when the match started, you know, Hogan just tossing the rock around and flexing on him? Anytime the Rock would try to get any momentum, the entire the entire stadium is booing the Rock. Something you don't remember that much as someone who is a giant Rock fan during his height. Mm-hmm. You don't you didn't you didn't watch this match prior, so you didn't really see the emotions that were coming out of the fans. Because at this time, this was prior to Hogan. What happened a few years ago, whatever. So he still had a positive image. Everyone loved Hogan, and they hated anyone who went against him. So what were your thoughts? You know, seeing how the crowd was treating your people's champ, The Rock, when the match was started.
1: You know, it's funny because I kind of. I didn't know who to root for in this match because, like, I can kind of see it because Hulk Hogan is one of those iconic stars that'll kind of last forever as long as wrestling's alive and running, right? Well, this was dubbed the Icon versus
0: Icon match because they're right. two icons,
1: right? But it, it, when when I saw the ending of this match, it it really reminded me of, you know, one person passing the torch to the next. Right. I, I don't know how real or how you know true that is as far as this specific match but how i saw it was hulk hogan passing the torch to the rock as being one icon to the next Mm -hmm. so like it's hard to boo such an iconic figure in the sport you know what i mean like it's like you trying to straight up boo michael jordan like if michael jordan and lebron would go one-on-one right now I guarantee you, you'd have the same type of effect in the stands. Like people would be booing LeBron because they're cheering for Michael. You know what I mean? But, yeah, and
0: then LeBron but, would the one at the end, and then everyone like, cheers for LeBron.
1: Right, exactly, and and it's it's the same type of concept. And, and honestly, that's how I would be because I respect LeBron and I think he's the best player, basketball player alive still. And you know, if that if that one on one were to ever happen, I'd be like, "Boo LeBron, let's go Michael," and then at the end of it, I'd be like. We just witnessed greatness, period. Right, and, and that was fun to watch. No matter who won, it was fun to watch. And I, and I think I, I was kind of with the crowd there. Mm-hmm. Like, well, let's go Hogan, let's go Hulk. But at the end of the day, I knew my heart wanted The Rock to win. And I'm glad that I did get to see him win that match. And it was really heartwarming to see Hulk Hogan shake The Rock's hand at the end of that. So I, I liked how that all eventually unfolded.
0: Be, before we get into the ending, a couple of things I just want to ask you about during the match. So um, first off, <laughs> I noticed you started laughing when the referee got hit.
1: The referee, I, I wanted to say this in the middle of us watching, but I kind of got really involved into the match. But referees to me in wrestling, I just feel like are in the way. I, I feel like they shouldn't be there. There's no need for them. I just feel like it's kind of like that background noise or that background visual that you have to see in the background. So the then... referees
0: have a job. They're part of the show. They yeah. they have an earpiece in. That, mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught that. So the, Vince McMahon is constantly, the the CEO of w, is constantly speaking to the referees mm-hmm. throughout the entire match. Um, the referees then relay the information to the superstars in the ring. Now a match like that I doubt the referee said much to them because it was The Rock and Hogan. They probably did their show the way they wanted it done and yeah, I'm sure if the referee's like, "No, Vince says do this right now." I'm sure they did that, but it was mostly their run of mm-hmm. that show. Uh but like with the referee being blind, you say, you know, he's in the way. But that, that just got to part of the story of the match. Because one thing I want to say is matches are beautiful stories. And this one especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the beginning of Hogan you know, s- just smashing the rock mm-hmm. at the beginning. The, the fans booing him. The referee get blinded. And then after the referee got blinded, it, it kind of took a different turn. You know, uh, Hogan pulls out the belt. Starts using the belt on the Rock, right, yeah. uh, you know his weightlifting belt the other round, and then the Rock, you know, returned the favor. So then Hogan got momentum back on the side again and hit the leg drop that he beat Andre the Giant at uh, WrestleMania three. When the Rock kicked out of the leg drop, and you heard the crowd because I heard, remember you saying, the crowd. They're mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. So when The Rock kicked out of that two count, what, what was going to be like, wow, that, that was like, you could just feel like the energy in the match.
1: So I don't know if you feel the same way when you watch wrestling. Cause it, like I said, it brought me way back to when I used to watch wrestling. I used to, every time I'd watch matches, especially matches that I really enjoyed, I'm like, it can't be over like this. It can't be mm-hmm. over like this. You know? Right. like Every time I saw... Somebody getting pinned down, and I get two, and I'm like, no, three, no, three, no, three. Like, I want this to keep going, you right. know what I mean? So that, that's kind of like, I, I didn't care who won, really. Um, I really wasn't invested in it, mm. but, because I, I liked both superstars, and, and like, whoever won, I I was going to enjoy it either way, but I didn't want it to end, and that's kind of how it went for me, and I'm like, like, that was, that was cool and all, but I want more to happen. Like, I really want so much more to happen, like, and, and it didn't disappoint. At all. So didn't
0: disappoint. the match ended, um, The Rock hitting the rock bottom, and then hitting the people's elbow, one, two, three. And do you remember exactly what you said after that bell rang, after The the Rock won? I wrote it down exactly what you said. Three words. You just straight went, that was fun.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the best part (laughs) is,
0: it wasn't over yet. So, getting back into it, seeing the Hulk... Shaking The Rock's hand at the mm-hmm. end, which, you know, at that time, you didn't get to see a lot of the build-up, uh, the promo, because there was a lot going on at that time. Mm-hmm. They only showed, like, a five-minute clip ahead of time, but their rivalry was intense. Like, you saw them drive the truck through The Rock's ambulance, mm-hmm. uh, the NWO constantly attacking them and stone cold, stuff like that. So it was a very hostile rivalry, especially with, you know, Hogan's not wanting to pass the torch. And The Rock is demanding for the torch. In which end, like you said, passing the torch with a handshake. And then, uh, Sky Hall, Kevin Nash, the other two members of the NWO, come out mm-hmm. and attack Hulk for shaking hands with The Rock. Mm-hmm. Rock comes back into the ring. Beats their candy ass. Beats their candy asses. And then, Hulk starts doing his pose off. Rock brings him back in and is like, ah, oh, bring do doing the pose off and
1: mm-hmm. it was just
0: pretty cool again to see Hogan doing, you know, his and get getting the people going and everything. Yeah. 100%. So hundred percent. So before the match, you know, you said you're like, Oh, here we go again, you know, let's do something Chris wants to watch. Well when you I get, initially I get, said it I get it.
1: That's how it was. But so, then it also was like, after
0: the match what were your thoughts of after watching the match like now the match is over you just saw it all and what were your thoughts on someone who hasn't watched wrestling in 17 years and that's the match you watch
1: that was fun yeah I mean like I I, I can't sum it up any other way I mean that was fun am I gonna am I gonna keep watching wrestling from here on out probably not <laughs> But I can really appreciate it a little more now that I'm older and I can kind of understand all the production that goes behind it, especially doing slight productions for this podcast. Like, they're great actors. Mm-hmm. Th- those wrestlers, man, they kudos to them. They're, they're great actors and they have a lot of endurance. You know, I'm just watching these guys run around the ring and I'm like, I'm tired watching them run right? around. I'm like how are you not out of breath? I'm out like, of breath for you. you know,
0: we just got done playing Rocket League and we're like
1: still sweating from there. We're like, these guys are exhausting, me. Yeah, exactly. And like, watching it now, I have a better appreciation for wrestling in general and mm-hmm. these actors. Um, but, if you were to go ahead and propose we watch in the future, not like today, but like if you, in the future, if you go ahead and propose, oh, I, I just remembered another great, you know, Rocky match like, Let's watch that. Like, sure, yeah. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, but for those of you out there, like, I'm not a big wrestling fan at the moment at all. I mean, when I was younger, I used to be, but watching that match and in general, I can really appreciate, you know, what they do Mm -hmm. and the production that goes behind it and the story that they tell, like, they're great storytellers and they're great at, you know, continuing to tell that story in kind of how... Everybody would be happy with the results of it, however it ended. You know what I mean. And
0: so one thing you've touched on a couple of times, you know, mentioned the podcast is production. Um, you know, I I know you've walked, like I said previously, you've walked in a couple of times with me watching the tail end of a current WWE show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna make you go out there right now I'll watch one and one right now. <laughs> but whenever we get some time, we're just sitting there watching. I I want to have you watch just five minutes of it like an entrance and Mm -hmm. i want you to see the difference in production value now Mm -hmm. i mean everything's led across the board Mm -hmm. i mean as you can figure it's 2019 compared to back then where it wasn't even hd quote unquote yet um yeah the production value now is absolutely i mean their stage at wrestlemania 35 uh, a week and a half ago was was wasn't incredibly huge and just beautiful honestly nice production but yeah i definitely want to have you check it out um but some other rocky matches as you said uh we'll have to watch um the rock and stone cold they had a few wrestlemania matches
1: is this the feud where the rock or no no stone cold brings out like a milk truck
0: that was Kurt Angle that brought out the mail truck. Stone Cold brought out the beer truck, and yes, part of that feud. Gotcha. But like they had, they had three different matches at WrestleMania throughout the years. Okay. Um, and it's great because their last one, because like as you say, like you know when we said they're great storytellers. Those two guys, as you know, watching WWF then back in late nineties or the two thousand, The Rock and Stone Cold were the two guys.
1: Yeah, and I remember that. I I used to have a lot of friends who were. Stone Cold fans and I'm like, you're weird, right? <laughs> it was a split. It was a huge yeah. split. Uh, yeah. You're either
0: Rock or you're Austin, mm-hmm. and um, obviously with them being such a great rivalry, they've told great stories in their matches, but not even just in their matches. Uh, individually, their last WrestleMania match continued the story. Like if you were to watch all three matches, like they were like it was just a different part, like oh like that's like an Easter egg, pretty much kind of thing, like back to an old. Oh, it. We'll get into it uh, another time about watching those because they'll be pretty fun to watch. Um,
1: I'd be down for that for sure.
0: Yeah, so I know you guys are gonna be tuning in every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and every fourth Sunday. Is
1: that how often? They... That's how
0: much I watch, bro.
1: No, but is that how often that they put out? shows or whatever because back when I used to watch it it used to be Monday Night Raw and Thursday Night Smackdown oh, that no, was it no, and then one I than. guess one pay-per-view every month or every other month or every something month. like
0: that but there were more than that and you realize there was Sunday Night Heat which on pay-per-view Sundays one like every four weeks uh, Sunday Night Heat was also the pre-show to the pay-per-view yeah uh, there was Saturday Night Made Event which has become a thing here and there there's been a lot of different live shows now um Raw and SmackDown have been their two main shows. Uh, Raw is three hours every Monday. Mm -hmm. SmackDown is two hours every Tuesday. Uh, Now, it's always been on Tuesday, but in the past they've showed it on Friday or Thursday Mm -hmm. uh, because it was recorded, but it's live now. Um, That's actually moving to Fox Sports, I believe, I think this October, and I think it's going to three hours. So it's going to be three hours Raw, three hours SmackDown. And then NXT... Is their developmental that's an hour every week um, and then pay-per-view see I
1: think that's a good move on their part to do NXT like so what NXT is is this is like their up up-and-coming new wrestlers absolutely yeah I think that's that's genius and what's great that.
0: too is as you know um, at, you know there's a lot of promos and a lot of not a lot of stuff that isn't going on in the ring like a lot of acting like uh, with words per se instead of their bodies yeah. um, so but nxt nxt is more so of the action in the ring because um they they still have storylines but they're more so of like quick short storylines it's more of the action in the ring so as far as if you ever want to watch something like they'll blow your mind matches-wise, NXT consistently, they blow people's minds really? with matches. Oh, they're, they're absolutely... That makes sense. Well, you want
1: to do that. I Listen, to, do you remember Edge and
0: Christian? Yeah. Okay. So they have a podcast, E&C's Pod of Awesomeness, where obviously it's a huge live of and stuff, and they said like the environment is different when they go to NXT house shows compared to WWE house shows, because WWE, like a lot of people are out there trying to get the product out, trying to be them, trying to get stuff. So. Yeah. Where it kind of... Sometimes it can kind of be... In a way, a lot of people can be selfish. Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, I get it. It's a business. Yeah. And they're all their own entrepreneur in a way. Yeah. Um, or They're NXT. selling their brand. Right. And NXT, they said it's more of a hunger atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Where everyone's scratching and clawing.
1: It's very, very, very similar to... If you think about college basketball mm-hmm. and the NBA. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's very similar. Like... If you want to watch an exciting basketball game, you're watching March Madness. You're watching a college basketball. Well, game. Well, not even
0: just March Madness, because the fact that each game matters as far as just conference seating.
1: Well, I'm just using that as a, an example, like March Madness versus NBA playoffs. Oh yeah. Like I'd rather watch March Madness over the NBA playoffs any day, whether right. I follow college ball or not, mm-hmm. because those kids are hungrier, mm-hmm. right? They 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 have something to prove. They need to prove themselves before they even get to the NBA. Once you're in the NBA. I hate to say it. A lot of players get the oh I already made it mindset. Oh, absolutely. You know what? But like, uh, unless you're like players like LeBron, who does he does a great job at self branding. Dwayne Wade, Kevin Durant, they have their own lines mm-hmm. and, and they have their own brand. They mm-hmm. do a great job at it, and and that's their that's their way of being selfish too, though. Like they they over promote their brands, like always wearing their own sneakers or always you know things like that. But, like, I completely, I understand the NXT versus, like, the main SmackDown Raw kind of deal, you know what I mean?
0: So, but, yeah, they're doing a lot of good things, and um, I appreciate you actually, you know, taking the time to watch a match, because I know it's not exactly on your uh, top five agenda to do every day is to watch a wrestling match. I appreciate
1: you putting that in front of me, though. Yeah. You know? if. part of being an entrepreneur I, I, I'm, I'm always coming back to this especially since this is that kind of podcast but like being an entrepreneur you need to have an open mind mm-hmm. you know and I probably wouldn't have been open enough to do it without you and I'm mm-hmm. glad that you were there to kind of push me in the right direction and watch that because it definitely helped in the conversations to this podcast and not only that I mean I, I'm, I'm thankful for you bringing me through that little memory train mm-hmm. anyway and yeah I'm, I'm glad you did that
0: awesome man well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, obviously, uh, this is going to be one of many times you're on here. Definitely come in here and give some more entrepreneurial advice.
1: 100%. Um,
0: obviously, you can catch us doing the Crap Game podcast together every week. Yeah. Um, But uh, real quick before I let you go, let all these people know where they can find you at, you know, video game-wise, stream-wise, social media-wise.
1: Um, Social media, you can find me on all of the above. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch. I'm a fly, fresh, flip. I am a fly, fresh, flip, all spelled proper. Um, You will see me in the future trying to develop my own brand is why I mentioned brand a few times. Um, I'm mentioning this to Chris for the first time. I'm going to have a brand, my own brand called CEO. It's not what you think it means. CEO, I'm going to have stand for champions elevating others. Like I said before, one of the biggest passion of mine is helping people kind of really realize their dreams and realize that you know it's not out of reach it's something that you can't achieve and um, so that's that's kind of the brand that I'm gonna take with me and I I want to be out there I want to be able to help others kind of realize those dreams you know what I mean so that being said I plan on dropping a podcast called the CEO initiative podcast where I will be talking about because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are already made you Mm -hmm. know what I mean and there are a lot of influencers out there that are are, you know already set in their ways and they've made it they've Mm -hmm. gone through the grind you know what I mean right and they're great people to listen to absolutely 100% because they've done it they have the work to show for it however most people don't see entrepreneurs on their way up and I think that's what people need to see Mm -hmm. is that I want to be that example that entrepreneur that everybody will see and I want to record that process so that people understand that it's You don't have to come from anything. You don't have to have a special skill set. You don't have to do... Because I'm not special at anything. You know, the only thing that I can say that I'm special at is working hard. Mm -hmm. And I want people to see that. And I think that CEO podcast, I want to record it and use it as a stepping stool for people to see that I'm working from ground zero. I want them to follow my process moving forward so that they know that it is possible that you can do different things like anything that... You can do anything that you want to achieve those goals and dreams and that's the biggest thing for me is that don't waste your life. You have one. We're very blessed to be in this life already. There I, I forget what the number was, like one in like ten billion chance of, you know, you coming out of your mother's womb, like I forget the science, like the eggs and the sperm and all that, and for you to come out the way you are, that's like winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. It's better than winning the lottery. Absolutely. And people don't understand that, is that you People always come to me and saying, "If I won the lot, if I have won the lottery, or if I do win the lottery, like my life would be made." No, you won the lottery. You're here. You're on this earth for a reason. Mm-hmm. Use it. You know, use it wisely. Be the person that you want to be. Be the person you were meant to be. Be the person that your family wants you to be. And I want that. I want my brand to be based around that. And the podcast, I think, will help. I, I'm gonna try and record as much as I can, video wise. Uh, I want people to watch that. Right. But, you right know, on gaming, streaming, I'm a fly fresh flip. That's my fun side. Want to see my business side, CEO initiative. We'll get there soon.
0: Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on brother. I appreciate it, my dude.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it too. Seven out. <laughs> so guys,
0: that's going to be the episode for today. Um, again, I just want to give a shout out to my dude, Mark, for coming on. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. Um, Really love getting into the mind of, you know, someone with the entrepreneurial mindset. Uh, With that in mind, if you guys are listening and you, yourself, you have a product or business or you know someone you know, a close friend, family member, they have a product or a business or something that they want to get out there um, and you want to come on here, promote your product and maybe do a little bit of wrestling talk and have a good time, uh, feel free to hit me up, you know, I want to definitely help get other people's dreams going with him, you know, because it's, my dream's in process right now, like, I, I'm, I'm taking the steps I need to go, and I just want to help other people, you know, be successful as well, so, uh, if you want to come on here, reach out to me, uh, you guys know how to reach out to me, uh, at Negderp, on every type of social media, Um, also, guys, if you're listening, and, you know, you, you have some feedback, let me know, you know, I'm still new to this, still trying to figure out, I mean, Hopefully my editing is getting better. Uh, But yeah, man, I I appreciate all constructive criticism. Um, And guys, I can't say enough, but thank you guys so much for all the love that you guys have been showing this podcast and Crap Game podcast as well so far. I'm just excited about this journey. Um, I I actually just found out this week I just got accepted into school. Uh, So did my wife, Erin. So we're pretty excited about that. I'm excited to continue down this journey and just uh, do some really cool things. So on that note, guys, I will see you next time.